Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. We have a very special guest on today's episode. We normally, and he made this known to us, we normally only talk to him in the preseason. And he's like, why don't you call me more? And we were like, coach, are you available? Like, we are happy to talk with you. So Mike Norvell made time for us in the middle of the season, in the middle of his very, very busy every single day to talk to us. And that's awesome, Mac. He, he made a new standard, set yeah, a new that's standard, right. here, Coach Norvell. So now, head coaches, we're going to be calling. We're coming after you. We, we want to talk. Uh, you know, and of course, they're having such a great season. It, it's easy to talk when you're, you know, number four in the country and playing at such a high level. But coach always provides such great insight. And, you know, we dive into some really fun stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different things and why they do certain things. And, and this weekend against Duke, uh, are there going to be any changes, any differences kind of in game plan? He breaks it all down. So if you want to know the game plan, listen here. Uh, I'm just kidding. But it, it was fun talking with him. And big shout out to Derek Satterfield, of course, for setting it up. Before we go to the interview, KG, our friends over at Ingles, I know, has the Halloween candy mm. everywhere. First off, I want to know what your number one Halloween candy is. And do not say Twizzlers for all the people. <laughs> Secondly... What Halloween candy do you buy for all the good people? Are you a full bar type mm. of person? Are you a raisins type uh, of person? What do you do? Gross. Here? Okay, well, I love Twizzlers, and you know that, and you're a hater. We all know that. <laughs> That's not a Halloween but candy, though. That's a movie candy. That's a movie. It candy. is a movie candy. And when I went to go see the uh, T Swift Eras Tour movie, which. Yes. Oh, shout um, out to the cup. I requested. Standby. My friend went and picked up candy before we went. I requested Mike and Ike's. And honestly, Mike and Ike's is my OG. If you can find the the bags of candy that have the little bags of like fruity candies mm. with Mike and Ike's and dots, that's where I'm at. I know, controversial. You're still a hater. But if you <laughs> go to a house and they have the mini Mike and Ike bags, I'm happy. Like I'm in heaven. So I would like to serve that to the children and educate them. Halloween is not just a chocolate holiday, Mac. It's not just chocolate. Come on. There's so many more things Kelly, in the world. You, you you would have been the perfect friend to grow up with to trade candy with. Yeah. Because I don't want any of that. Perfect. I would give you give me the dots all of it. that get we, stuck in my teeth for like three days. Yeah, exactly. Very happy uh with our Halloween sec uh you know decisions there. I'm pretty disappointed yet again uh with the candy choices. But, As always. You know, we're not all we're not all perfect, okay? We, we got to have our flaws there. Um, listen, you can say Reese's for anything, yeah. any time of the year. I think that's that's pretty obvious. Um, but I do like to mix it up, you know. But a lot of chocolate. We we don't do the. You and I would be perfect to trade bags. Yeah, yeah, right. That would be exactly. perfect. Exactly. Or even neighbors to balance it yeah. out. So you know, whenever you want to come to Chicken City down here, come on, Chicken down. City, Lord. Um, we will save our next week's analysis for what we're going to be for Halloween in our costumes. So stay tuned for that. Ooh, but, Jacob, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, Florida State. You already have it, right? You already oh, have yeah. the, the oh, costume? Oh, we're ready, yeah. I can't wait. Florida State is hoping to be 8-0 for Halloween. I think that's, that's what they're hoping yes. to be. So let's talk with Mike Norvell. 
Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Coach Norvell, welcome back into the podcast. Uh, Kelly was just joking about this, but it's not preseason, and we get to talk to you, so this is great. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Season has been unbelievable. Uh, thank you for joining us, brother. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, you know we're excited about how the first half of the year's gone, and you know really looking forward to uh, continuing to take uh, those positive steps and uh, you know just get better as as uh, each game and each opportunity. Well, you've done that, and it's been fun to watch. And and it's funny you mentioned the halfway point. Somebody said that on radio to me yesterday, and I was like, "No way! Yeah. Are we, is that where we are? Like this is crazy um, that the season is just flying by." But uh, we've obviously seen a ton from your team on every aspect. And this is a, a massive, you know, open-ended question, but what have you been impressed most with, with your guys so far this season? You know, I think the way that they've you know truly worked to finish, um, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of different situations, good and bad that have shown up uh, you know, throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, I think that, that our team has definitely worked. I mean, the way that they've approached practice, the way they approach meetings, uh, you know, there, there is a, a lot of accountability within our, within our team, you know, players, coaches, everybody involved, uh, just to go out and get better. And uh, I think that's helped us build our confidence throughout this journey. And, you know, as we found ourselves in, in close games, as we found ourselves uh, you know, in games that, uh, you know, that we've been able to take care of and really finish there in the second half. And I'm, I've been proud of our guys for that. And, uh, you know, just continuing to push them when it comes to to the, the importance of that continued development. Coach, I want to ask you about Keon Coleman as a whole. But first, his return on Saturday when you are sprinting up the sideline. I mean, that video is impressive. You are moving what was going through your mind as you're watching him almost score? I mean, he got close. What what was going through your mind? Uh, I mean, I was just so excited for our players. You know, we work we work really hard. Uh, you know, you throughout the course of the week of practice, and when you. Uh, when you see guys that have put in the effort in there for our punt return unit, I mean, that's a big, we've had just a huge point of emphasis and seeing, you know, you know, guys really straining and pushing. And when you have that many garnet jerseys, there trying to, trying to lead them to the end zone. I mean, I got excited and I was just, uh, my, my response is I figured I'd go run with them. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, they definitely let, they, they, they passed me up pretty quick. So uh, no, I was, uh, I was just glad that I didn't hit anybody on the sideline, but uh, you know, I was just, I was just there uh, you know, celebrating with our guys. Coach, you are moving. All right. Don't be humble. You are moving. When it comes to Keon in general, he people knew that he was going to be an impact transfer. He was on all those lists, right? You know, biggest guy in the portal, whatever. But I'm not sure we knew he would do this. What has he added to your team and to your program? You know, I mean, just a tremendous worker. He's a great teammate. Uh, you know, really, uh, you know, brings you know joy to every to every day. And I mean, he wants to be coached. I mean, in all that we do, uh, whether it's a route detail or release, uh, you know, different concepts that we run. I um, mean, you see the versatility. I mean, he's so smart. He's done such a good job of coming in and truly studying, understanding this offense, and and allowing us to 
use him in some in a variety of ways. You know, he's lined up all over the field. Um, but you know, when you have somebody that has that drive and and, and really passion uh, to go and be great, I mean, yes, you know, he's, the Lord's blessed him with a lot of skills and, and ability. But I mean, he's he's worked, and you know, he's really invested a lot of time, uh, which you know has allowed us to to you know, do a lot with him and, uh, you know, really proud of how, how he's come in and joined the program. And, you know, just as much as he's done on the field, I, who he is off the field, you know, what he's, what he's meant to this, to his teammates and what he means to our, to his coaches, uh, you know, just as a young man that he is, is really special. Hey, look, you know, we know coach Babers knows God spent a little more time on Keon Coleman, right? I thought that was really funny when, when he said that. Uh, and you talk about using him a bunch of different ways, not that this is the Keon show, but I have been fascinated with this the, the entire uh, season since he's been back there. How did you come about putting him on punt return to, to be the guy? I mean, big, freaky. Normally you think of a little small guy back there. How, how did that come about? Well, I mean, it was uh, something that, you know, we were looking for, for somebody to really establish themselves as a, as our punt returner. And what I always loved about him is just his confidence. He, yes, he is a playmaker. And when you have playmakers uh, that, that you like getting the ball into their hands and you try to find different ways you can do that, whether it's special teams, mm. uh, you know, just uh, you know, the different things you can do offensively. And, you know, I, you know, he's a very confident young man. He, he works hard at it. And, you know, I, I figured that, uh, we can get, you know, him a handful of touches, uh, you know, in a, in, in the return game, you know, it's a, a chance for him to impact, to impact the overall game. And, you know, he's definitely, definitely proved us right in that. And, you know, just pleased with the work he's put in to, to establish himself in that role too. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. I mean, it's been freaky to see that you see just a guy of that size and the moves that he makes, the speed that he has, it's at, it's on full display each and every weekend. How about your quarterback, man, Jordan Travis, because he is a guy that, Man, it's just always getting better. You know, always a student of the game, the way that he sees it, the things that he does. Um, you know, only one interception on the season. I'm knocking on wood as I say that. I'm sorry. Uh, but he's been very impressive. Uh, how has he orchestrated this offense and, again, helped take you guys to another level? Well, I mean, just his, his efficiency in the offense. I mean, yes, you know, we, we're an explosive offense and he is a you know, absolute catalyst uh, to that. But I mean, he's also been so efficient and, you know, making sure that, you know, you know, he's owning the ball. He's, he's done a great job of, of helping us, you know, create points, whether it's, you know, with his arm, with his legs, uh, you know, his last game, he had three touchdowns, uh, you know, that he accounted for and just, you know, seeing him, you know, just, the continue to grow and develop and just the, the leader that he is, the, the, the confidence that he, that he pours into others, uh, watching him work throughout the course of the week. I mean, he's just, uh, he's everything you can, you can ask for in a, in a player. And, you know, he's, he's absolutely, absolutely challenging himself daily to go out there and get better. And so he's never, never, uh, you know, sitting back and, you know, thinking that he has everything figured out, you know, he wants to improve. He wants to, uh, um, you know, you know, be there for his teammates and he wants to make sure that, you know, and, and how he plays, he puts us in the best position to have a chance to win. Coach, when we look at your team this year and we look at any teams that go on to make the playoff or win a national title, whatever it is, you have those games where you just got to find a way, just got to find a way to win. Boston College was probably one of those, but you're undefeated. And, and there are a few of these games that perhaps maybe your team last year, maybe previous iterations of Florida State might have lost that game, but you guys found a way. You said the word finish quite a few times. How did you emphasize that with your team throughout this offseason? Because to me, that kind of feels like the biggest difference. 
Well, I mean, you know, since we've come here, it's, you know, the, the word, word for us has been responding regardless of the situation, the circumstance, whatever you, you might face. I mean, it's how you respond. And, and ultimately that is a part of how you finish, because if you respond in a positive way, if you, if you face adversity, if, if, you know, something bad happens or if something really good happens, you know, how you respond to that situation through the finish is what's so important. And you know, probably the one time this year that I was most disappointed was at, at the Boston college game. Uh, we're up 31 to 10, uh, you know, really done some good things that, that uh, in a response. But then, you know, it was the first time that I felt like we just, you know, we lost our edge a little bit. And, you know, we had a, a fumble that that they recovered for a touchdown. We had a turnover, um, you know, just a couple things that that didn't go our way and allowed that game to be closer than what it needed to be. But then with our back against the wall, you know, in the moment of needing to make a play, we did. And, you know, defense made, you know, got a, got a couple sacks. You know, we, we were able to finish the game, um, you know, in that moment. And the same thing you saw, you know, in Clemson for our own, its own different elements. Um, but then as you, as the season's going, I think we're getting better and better. And, you know, we got a huge uh, game this Saturday that's going to, you know, take a, a great response, uh, you know, throughout it. And then, you know, you're going to have to play for 60 minutes in this one. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Coach, when, when you look at this team and, and defensively, you know, pieces that we knew about, some pieces that we didn't know about that have really stepped up and, and been exciting to watch, well, where, where do you think your biggest strength is defensively where, hey, we, we need it, we got to have it, I can count on X to happen? I mean, I think our defensive front, that forcing unit, has really been uh, been great for us. And you know, we felt we faced some some challenging offenses. I'd have to go against. I mean, I think we've we've had to go against uh, you know four of the top eight you know rushing quarterbacks in in college football. You know, here in the in the early part of the season. Uh, so you know, when you have to to face that, it just it attacks in so many different ways. Um, but you know, you see that our guys were continuing to get better. And uh, you know, these last last few games, I think that we played at a very high level. Uh, you know, our defense at backs, you know, just the way that they've been making, you know, the, the aggressiveness of what they're playing with, uh, making plays on the ball. I mean, it's it, it's all coming together because it takes all three levels, you know, for the, right. for the forcing unit, um, you know, obviously, which includes the linebackers, the defensive backs, you know, all of those guys working together and and playing with speed, confidence and physicality. And I, I think that's what's showing up. Yeah. So so you talk about that running quarterback and, and this is KG, my apologies, but it's something we always talk about. And you bring up how many you've had to face. Just from a coach's perspective, because I know as a former player and analyst, you know, we look at it one way, but why is that so difficult to prepare for when you have a guy that, that can do that on the opposition? Well, I mean, they, they added they, they they account they force you to account for another gap, and you know, whenever they are a run threat, you know, you have to fit you know that gap. Uh, you know, it, it eliminates the extra number, whether it's a read when those guys are are uh, you know incorporated in the run game. I mean, it just you have to account with them with a with a force player, and you know, whether that's a safety that's coming down, whether that's you know a defensive back, whatever that might might be. Um, you know, it just it really challenges you know all the gaps, all the fits, and then you know with guys that can still throw the football. You know, you've got to be alert in coverage and make sure that you're um, you know, taking care of everything from the top down, not giving up the explosive plays in the passing game. And so uh, you just uh, it's a different element that you have to, uh, to contend with. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of quarterbacks that are mobile. And uh, but when you face guys that are, you know, there's the direct runs, there's the things that that are specifically game plan for them to to, to be the ball carrier. I mean, it, it just uh, it definitely puts a, a challenging part to, you know, to your to your defense. And you guys do that to other teams with Jordan Travis. So you you go up against this in practice. When we talk about running quarterbacks with Duke, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Riley Leonard. I know you can only go off the information you have. We know Beelan is also very good with his legs as well. 
Are you guys approaching this and preparing as if Riley Leonard will play? How are you handling that in your locker room? Yeah, we are. And I mean, ultimately, if it's, if it's something that's different, then we'll adapt and adjust to it. Uh, you know, we're always going to have plans. We're going to have, you know, you know, we do that, whether it's, you know, a quarterback's injured or not. I mean, you know, you want to know who the personnel are. Uh, you'll be able to try to put yourself, you guys in the best position versus who you're going to face. But ultimately, you know, uh, I know Riley warmed up there less last week. I know there's right. he's day to day, you know, and that's that's something that uh, you know, we're fully expecting him to, to, to come out and uh, and be ready to play here on Saturday night. But, uh, you know, for, for us, it's, you know, trying to put the best, you know, the best plan together. I mean, this is a team you look at even without him playing this last week. I mean, for what they were able to do in the run game, you know, the explosive shots, you know, in the passing game down the field. I mean, they're really going to going to stress you in a lot of different ways. Love their running backs, their their receivers, uh, mm-hmm. really good on on the offensive line. I mean, this is a this is a real team that's uh, you know playing at a, at a very high level and uh, you, we know we're going to play our best game come Saturday. Yeah, this is a very good football team. I think everybody understands that at this point and if if you don't then you're you're not paying attention. I would say <laughs> two of the biggest um the the strengths of both these teams, y'all's wide receivers of course, and then this Duke secondary has really been good. This may be the best secondary you guys have faced all year. How are you getting your receivers ready? Are you telling them, "Hey, you know, prove it to me with this secondary." What how do you see that battle shaping up? Yeah, I just want our guys to go out there and just continue to get better. I mean, they uh, they prove it to me. I want, I want them to prove it to me in practice. I want them to prove it to me in it with every opportunity that they get. I mean, but uh, you know, ultimately, it's it's just going out there and and you know, getting better. We're going to face a really really good defense. I mean, top four your defense in the country. Uh, you know, these guys. I mean, they're very well coached. They, I mean, very athletic. They've got a lot of speed in the secondary. Guys that can make plays. I mean, what's so impressive is just watching those watching them tackle. I mean, very few missed tackles. Uh, you on the perimeter and in and in space and so uh, you know they've they've done a great job with what they've done you know up until this uh, up to this point and we know we're gonna have a great challenge in front of us but you know, that's what uh, that's these are games you love playing in and you know you're gonna have to bring your a game and it's gonna be uh, plays on both sides of the ball there's no doubt about it coach when you play a defense like this because they are very good you just mentioned you know how they rank in the country and physically I mean just seeing them in person twice now they're fast explosive violent when you play a defense like that, and maybe LSU was a little bit, maybe not, um, do you have a mindset that that's different? Do, do you want to be more aggressive? Do you want to say, hey, let's control the game? Does anything differ when you play a defense of this caliber? I mean, you know, each game, each game is going to have its its, its own plan, and then you're going to have you're going to try to find ways to to get a competitive advantage. Uh, you know, whether it's whether it's you know something you do schematically or whether it's something that you try to do, um, you know, just with with certain concepts or or in different run schemes. Uh, just trying to put your players in in the best position to go make plays. And you know, these guys are very well coached. I mean, there's there's not much that they see that uh, that where they lose leverage or they they're usually going to have an edge. And those guys, uh, you know, everybody understands their fits. They they do it well. They, they play fast in the secondary. You know, they don't give up explosive plays. So I think I've had one play in the year over 40 yards. Right. Uh, just a couple. I mean, this is a this is a team that's going to keep everything, uh, you know, there in front of them. And so, you know, we've got to try to uh, try to create the explosive play. And, you know, you don't want to go out there and just, you know, force things to force things because you got to be efficient. you got to be able to try to move the ball. Uh, you, you know, we want to have balance in everything that we do. But, um, you know, it's. Like I said, this is the these are the fun games to be a part of because it, it takes everybody, it takes coaches, players, everybody involved uh, to go out there and, and do all that we can to have success. No doubt about it. Well, we can't wait to see it. It's going to be so much fun. We appreciate your time, brother. Thank you always for joining us. Well, you guys have a great rest of the rest of the week, and I look forward to seeing you soon. And go Knowles.
again to Mike Norvell for joining us in his very busy week as he's getting ready for this top 16 matchup. Mac, Ooh. we've got a game here. Number four, Florida State is hosting number 16, Duke, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. It feels like that 7.30 ABC slot has kind of been reserved for the ACC and or Notre Dame. They're playing the ACC. And Florida State's been on ABC literally every week. I mean, that's just that's where they live now. Let's start with the spread, as we generally do. We're going to break down this game in more detail on Friday, but this is kind of an overarching discussion. Florida State, a 14-point favorite. Mac. Is that disrespect to Duke, a.k.a. Yes. Uh, no guy in Vegas has ever has even watched Duke this year. They don't understand how good they are. Or B, does it have more to do with Riley Leonard and his status? Because mm. I can buy that. Mm. I think that's yeah. probably a little more legitimate. Okay, so if Riley doesn't play, you think Duke loses by 14? I think it's possible. 14 and a half? I think it's possible without Riley, yeah. If Riley Leonard plays, to me, it's an obvious cover. But... I mean, I saw he was limping in warmups. He was limping. He was gimping. He was he not. Was he did not look like a guy that's going to be boom just fine on Saturday, especially go up against this Florida State defense. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know. That's a lot of points to me. Um, we'll see how it moves and, and what changes. But on a Tuesday night, uh, I, I think I'm leaning Blue Devils here. You know, with, with this number because I don't know. Just that defense is really good. And I, I think they keep yeah. it close. I think they keep it uncomfortable. I think Duke has like the top five or, or maybe better than that red zone defense in the entire country. Now, our Tigers did have a lot to do with that and certainly helped the cause. Uh, but regardless, they're playing at a high level. Um, so excited to see that. And then in the back of my mind, all I keep hearing is Florida State is 21-0 and 0 against Duke. <laughs> so Ooh. who knows? We will see. That's a big number uh, to to never, ever, never mm. have beaten these guys. Um, so I don't know, KG. I, I do think a little disrespectful, though. No That's a great stat, Mac, that Florida State has never lost to Duke. Never lost. And could this be the team that does it? When you look at – let's look past the Riley Leonard factor. I think this Duke's defense has been so good. I mean, you heard Mike Norvell talking about it. This Duke defense has been excellent. And – even when Riley didn't play, they dominated NC State. They held him to three points. They held Clemson to seven points. They held Notre Dame to basically under 20 until the end with the two-point conversion, right, and that crazy run at the end. So, I mean, this defense is for real, and defense travels. If, if you want – when you're going on the road playing at night, I think you want your better unit perhaps to be your defense. I think this defense is going to show up. I think this defense is going to give Florida State some problems. I just wonder how the offense is going to look. But the, the defense doesn't really worry me for Duke. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, they're playing at a very high level, forcing turnovers, stopping the run, keeping people out of the end zone. Statistically, the number one defense in the ACC. And listen, they're very confident about that in, in this level be. of play. Right. We were talking with, with Coach Elko, you know, after the game. And, uh, you know, he was like radiating when he was talking about his defense. Very excited. Uh, about how they play and the effort that they've put forth each and every year. And it's a bunch of different guys, right? It's not like there's just one dude that it's kind of like, hey, that's the guy. It's everybody. And, and everyone plays their role. You know, we, we've asked a, a handful of people about this and, and obviously talked with Coach and, and heard his thoughts here, Coach Norvell. But, you know, I, I, I said just what makes these guys so good? And uh, a lot of people are just saying, hey, alignment. They are not going to mess up. Mm. They are not going to have MAs. They're going to be where they're supposed to be, rally to the football. And to me, the, the closing speed, 
the violence they bring, and the sure tackling ability. KG, it's been impressive, and, and these guys have taken it up a notch. And I think you know not only in the you know weight room, but in the film room, and, and just doing everything in your power as a player to get better, to make this defense better. Go and get a couple of very nice pieces in the portal mm-hmm. as well. That has complemented this defense immediately and been really fun to watch. So I agree. I, I can't wait to watch this battle because you have a very balanced team in Florida State. Um, maybe not as, as strangely as to say, maybe not as explosive as North Carolina has been, mm-hmm. yeah. but still very balanced. And what do you want to take away? Because they're great at everything. It will be fascinating to see, does Duke hone in on something and then let it kind of go from there? And, and what do they want to do? Yeah, and when you look at the offense on on both sides of the ball here, it's interesting. Jordan Waters and Trey Benson, they both have 65 carries this season, which is kind of freaky. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Jordan Waters, 426 yards, Trey Benson, 463. But Jordan Waters, nine touchdowns, and Trey Benson, six. So I think you've got two really good running backs here. To me, the difference – and by the way, Florida State's rush defense has been a little little sus at just 10th in the ACC, so keep that in mind. But I do think – and. I don't want this to be kind of a lame take, but it's like if Riley Leonard's not there, Jordan Travis is is the massive differentiator. And even if Riley Leonard does play, I would still take Jordan Travis. So if I'm Duke, I think I try to take away the run and I bank on my secondary that has played lights out. And I do what I can to slow down these wide receivers. And hopefully Jordan Travis makes a mistake or two and you force him to make a mistake or two. But we know how good these wide receivers have been for Florida State. <laughs> no doubt. And on the other side, I mean, if I'm Florida State, I'm loading the oh, box. Yeah. Like, I'm daring oh, you to throw the football mm-hmm. 100% and saying, hey, you're not going to run not on us. You're not going to be able to do what you can. I would do that. Right. Right. And say, prove it. Let's see. Because we have not seen that this yeah. year. We, we have not seen them be able to stretch the field vertically comp- <laughs> on a consistent basis and get these things going. There's Sam. Welcome to the party, puppy dog. Um, and, and so I think at the end of the day, like force the issue there, like really sell out to try to stop the run. And I think you'll be in a good place. But then again, like you said, the, the on the opposition side, can Duke be physical with these wide receivers? Can mm-hmm. they be in their grill, put their hands on them? Because when you have big bodies like that, try to slow it down, try to slow down the route tree, the thought process. And then can anybody get home? They've protected Jordan Travis very well. Um, but at the end of the day, can you put a little pressure and try to speed up that entire thing? And does Johnny Wilson play? That's another factor Huge. here. Yep. This is by far the best wide receiver core that Duke has faced this year. So keep that in yes. mind compared to yes. you know Notre Dame's and Clemson's. And here's the other factor, Mac. Here's one of the bigger factors, in my opinion. Duke has played one road game this season. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> and their one road game was at UConn. Does that really count? So going to be a little different. I mean, this, be a little is, different on Saturday. this is zero to 100, right? Yes. From UConn to Dope Campbell night game. Florida State is fully back. The fans are fully back. No shirtless book guy. All right. This is this is yeah. serious. So <laughs> that's a huge factor for me, Mac, especially. And, you know, you can we'll just call this episode if Riley Leonard plays. If he doesn't and you don't have your leader, you don't have your vet. How do you handle this environment? going to be huge exactly and, and you know silver lining Belen did get to start he did get a game in yeah. you know under his belt and, and now we'll have three weeks preparing as the guy but as you said it, it's 
it's hard to prepare for that. It's hard to have your your rolled in speakers turned up to a right. thousand and try to simulate what you're going to see there Saturday night in Doe Campbell. I mean, it's going to be nuts. The Tomahawk Shop is going to be on a thousand war chant, whatever you want to call it. All those guys going crazy, um, and it's going to be a scene. I mean, I guarantee you that a ranked opponent coming to town. Uh, Tallahassee is going to be the spot to be. Can't wait to see it. We'll break more of this game down, KG. I kind of alluded to my pick. Mm. We'll see if that line moves. Well, see if I, I have a change of heart. And I'm going to be monitoring, you know, X or whatever the heck it is. I think, as most people will, the whole week to see if we can find out more right. information about Riley Leonard because that's yeah, that's an X factor. X. Huh. Do you do you want me to let you, let you in on some breaking news? Oh, what do news? you know? You will know nothing until an hour before. Dang it. Dang <laughs> so it. So don't waste your time looking. They're not going to say a Mac, word. Even with your they, they won't sources? say anything. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Come on. <laughs> but no, no. Nobody, you might know, but nobody else will know. How about that? <laughs> it, it's going to be huge. And if you're Duke, exactly. You, you keep it as quiet as you can. And if you're Florida State, as Coach Norvell said, you're preparing for Riley Leonard. That's all you can do. Yeah. No doubt about it. So can't wait to see it. Again, we'll talk about all this more on Friday. Break the game down. Every angle, even though we gave you a bunch right there. Uh, but can't wait to talk about some meaningful games this weekend in the ACC as we are going to continue to have the rest of the year, which is very exciting, very fun, and some, like I said, very meaningful football coming down the stretch. So, again, appreciate Coach Norvell. Thank you for joining us. Uh, to, to our guy, Derek Satterfield, of course, for setting it up. And, of course, our great smart partner, par- partner sponsor, Equaled Spartner. Uh, Ingles, of course, everything. The best Spartner out there. The the greatest Spartner there ever was. Uh, But appreciate you guys tuning in. We need you to go over to YouTube, uh, leave some comments, subscribe, join the party. We have a lot of fun. We know. And of course, we see uh, you. That's right. The OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.